Well, hello and welcome to another edition of SCFC Fan TV Extra Time. Uh, last one before Christmas, I believe. Joining us on the stream tonight or on the podcast night, even we've got Mike. Mike, how are you doing, mate? How's your uh, your Christmas shopping going? All right, all right. Um, I've not quite gone fully grey yet, but give me another two days of shopping and uh, that'll be there. But yeah, other than that, you're not, are you not all in yet? You should be all in the sorted now. Almost, almost. Waiting for an every delivery, so that could come some oh, point next year. That'll come next Christmas. <laughs> next Christmas. Also on the podcast night, we've got Mr. Conrad Lee. Conrad, evening, mate. How are you doing? Uh, no, but, well, uh, the beauty of me is I can't go grey. I suppose that's one thing. I suppose I can lose the colour in my beard at that point, but going ginger to grey doesn't really sort of benefit either way. <laughs> yes, so, I'm, in that, I'm in that kind of Harvey half stage at the minute. I find a grey one every now and again. I'm like, ooh, I'm becoming a silver-haired fox at the age of 33. So that's that's what, that's the hope, really. <laughs> oh, dear me. Nice I, one. Started, I started going you great at 23, so you're doing well. Oh, that's all right. Then. The baldness came in at like 16, but you know, the rest of it's all right. That was feel better. Anyway, right. just to start off with a bit of news. I don't know whether you've seen tonight, but the referee has been announced for the, the Derby game. Um, it, it's Mr. Craig Pawson. Which one's he? I'll just, I'll just give you his record. So, every we've, we've, he's played 13, we've won one. We've drilled three and we've lost nine. So that's a great start for oh, the Dodgers. Right, okay. He's, oh. an absolute, he's an absolute natter. Oh. <laughs> as soon as I saw his face, I knew who it was. Yeah, Can okay. we not just have Andrew Madley, the one who isn't allowed to ref a Prem game, but is like the best one outside of the Prem? But he he's the fourth he's the fourth official. Oh, <laughs> hopefully Craig Carson pulls a muscle then or something. Yeah. Like what at least when we, used to, when we were in League One, at least when Andrew Madley was your ref, you went, at least we've got a Premier League ref who's just not allowed to ref in the Premier League. Like that was the one good thing about him. <laughs> the guys give the guys give out 42 yellows in nine Premier League games. Yeah. He's an absolute Which, <laughs> for context, do you have the list of nine games there? Uh no, just says no. Oh, hang on, hang on. Well, um, He's, he's, it says individual teams, so three of them were City games, two were Everton games, two were Bournemouth games. I was thinking maybe if he'd got like Tottenham and Chelsea game, yeah. Wolves, it was just Bournemouth. mental. You know, the, Wolves, absolute... the Wolves game, he gave out 10 yellows. What was that about? Wolves with who? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says Wolves. Anyway, yeah. Good. Fun. Well, if it's that one where <laughs> Onana clattered somebody at the beginning, then I could understand it as well. But weren't we saying Ballard was on the yellow card limit nearly? I think he's on well, nine. He might be past that by the time we get any Newcastle. If we got to that stage yet, like for me, I don't think yellow cards or anything like that should transfer across. Sorry, I'm trying to look at Craig Pawson at the same time. Um, should transfer across competitions. So the best example I can think is Nick Pope last season when he got sent off in the Premier League. He shouldn't have missed the final for the, the final. Carabao Cup. It's it's very harsh to, to do that, considering that if he'd have got sent off in the, the final, they would have made him wait until the round of Carabao's next season yep. and said you missed that game. Like So it's one of them that's like, if you're booked in a competition, change the rules for that competition. So if Ballard's on, it's hard to be on nine yellow cards in your first game in the FA Cup, but from history yeah. of games, yeah. you, you do it through that, don't you? And just do it with like a four-year period or something. I'm sure. I, I think he ref. I'm sure he's ref one of our games in the last 
couple of months, and I'm sure he gave the same like eight or nine yellow cards in that game. And I think he's just an absolute. I'll have a Google. I'm, that... sure, I'm sure he's one of those that's a proper jobs worth, and it's more for talking back to he him. He looks than... well. Yeah, more than to... more for like talking back to him and stuff like that instead rather than actual fouls. It's like you know. So is, that, is that what we need in a derby game? Probably not. I mean, like, that's the thing. In derby game, you actually want someone who's who's had a game before, like in, uh, in I'm, those, I'm, like the big games. I'm putting a bet on now for three red cards in the derby. Luke won nine three times. Not the best start of the weekend, but um, on to tomorrow, you know. And I went on the show last night, Mike. You've got a uh, in Bailey trust there. Yeah, well, they're staying up. They're staying up yeah. until I don't trust him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if one just fell off while you were talking. That <laughs> it's a sign. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Craig Porson. Uh, he did Everton and Fulham the other night. He did Luton, Man City. I'm trying to think of other games that are a bit controversial. Oh, actually, he did Chelsea and Brighton the other week, which had nine cards in it. Oh, so that was that was the big. He did the Chelsea. He was fourth official of the Chelsea Man City one. So I don't know if they count for his sort of tallies. You know, the four four. Uh, that was a sort of high cards game, if I remember rightly. No reds, but mm. yeah. oh. no further history though. I couldn't see for for us. No, it's not not. I see. It's not. It's not what you want to hear. You know, I want to get that for a I mean, It's better than Michael Oliver, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, he is a mug, isn't he? So, yeah, exactly. What you want, you want somebody who's going to let the game flow, didn't you? You know, it was going to be a bit not lenient, but you know, not stupid either. But, Did anybody watch the um, the training videos of Beale this week? I'll yeah. see a few of them. Yeah. What did you think? Well, like we said on the show last night, I'm, I didn't want them, and I, I'm not impressed at all. And, the Rangers fans on my channel have been slating to say he's, he's a gruffer, he's a bullshitter, he's a liar. But when I've seen the videos of him on the training pitch, he actually looks decent. Mm. So this is the thing. This is what I was saying in the one the other day. He can't really bullshit people on a training ground, can he? So no. I'm, I'm, I'm just on results. So, but from what I've seen of him. On the training ground videos, he, he looks decent. I don't know what your thoughts are. But then again, Lillian Deslandes bullshitted us on a training <laughs> ground for a season and a half. Like, <laughs> so um, Rangers know, fa- Rangers fans have got it in for him. That's as simple as that. They, they've got no. it in for him. He, he was an assistant manager there for like five years, and then he managed there for like a year, over mm. two seasons, and he had a better record than the five managers before him. So I don't know how they can slate him so much. Is it just the um, it's the Celtic thing, isn't it? It's it, it, when you're in a league like that, if you don't beat Celtic at all, I think you're off to a, a losing start already, aren't you? Yeah, but Celtic have been up there the whole time while they've dropped down and yeah, had to it, climb that's, back that's up. That's the it's... one harsh bit. It's uh, Postacoglu's Celtic <laughs> at that time, which was following Rogers Celtic, which had only been unseated as champions once, and that was under Gerard before they went to was it Van Bronckhorst before they went to. To Beal as well, so and even Gerard's one was like a freak season, really, like mm. when they just everything just sort of came came up trumps. It's um, but Beal was his assistant manager. 
Yes, and then went to QPR, went I think, and then Villa. Didn't he go to Villa? He was Villa's assistant manager with Gerard as well. What are you now? But he was at Liverpool as well at one point. Yes, he was the two. Yes. He was in, in the, the Liverpool youths, and that's where Gerard first met them when Gerard was coaching the under 18s at the time, and that's where the first link was. Then when he got a job at Rangers, he took Bale with him. So it's just. The, the videos I've seen look like the training sessions that they were deliberately filming were all about breaking lines and shooting, which and is the one the thing. Yeah, yeah, crosses into the box and, and getting shots on goal, which is literally all we've been sort of stating for weeks on end is the thing that we don't do. We don't get crosses in for the strikers and we don't actually give it to the strikers to have a shot on goal. Or when they do give it to them, they get one chance a game, miss it, and that's it. They're out of the team for the next yeah, six, awesome. seven weeks. Um so I think maybe he's come in and, and identified that's that's the issue straight away. Um, he even said, I think, in one of those, I'm so glad they didn't do it like the Simon Grayson one, but you know the one where he stood at the front <laughs> talking to them with his PowerPoint on the PowerPoint. Board. It was so nice just to hear him just go, almost like, I don't need to tell you how to you know, how to play football. I don't need to do this. You're already fantastic. I've got some ideas on how I can get this this sort of to to sort of move on. Yes, but you're already great players, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, thank God he hasn't come in and just been like, well, you're a shit, and I'm here to make you better." Like he's come in and probably just sort of gone, "Well, I know they're good. Like you've got Jack Clark, you've got Patrick Roberts, you've got other great players in there. Mm. Why would I ever come in differently?" So I'm I'm glad he didn't come in with like an ego trip, which maybe Will still might have. Like uh, that's the only thing that I could have said is he had he had a bit of character about him, and I don't think it was a proper ego, but it's a he wouldn't have settled for no. the Speakman rule. Whereas I think Beale's like I can work with it and and just do what I do with with players rather than kick mm. up a fuss. But, See, does Derby kicking off with Brighton now for yeah. the same reason? But for for him, this has got to be this is his got to be his managerial push now because obviously he managed Rangers for a year and he's been slated there so this is his last for me last opportunity at a big club to make an impact sort of thing because if, if he if he had completely flopped here his next job's going to be you know yeah. and I think he knows that he knows that now I think he, I think Nick Barnes asked he'd him. have to do a Jack Ross and yeah youth, youth it up again until it gets a chance later on yeah uh, he knows that he knows he's got a point to prove, and I think he well. And I think the Rangers kind of thing. I mean, he left there eleven weeks ago, so the squad that's there now, they've just won the they just won the cup at the weekend. So there must have been his players that he signed that that won the cup at the weekend. I'm guessing. Really, only leave eleven weeks ago. Right in October, he was sacked there. Jeez, I didn't think it was that recent. I'm just uploading up his his win percentage now. October, yeah, you're right. Um, seventy two percent at QPR was forty percent, pretty much forty one percent. Um, he won thirty one out of forty three games at Rangers, but lost lost the big ones, and that's why the Rangers fans slipped. Well, that's it. I think the the eight that he lost, I'd imagine most of them were Celtic, considering I think don't they yeah. play each other four times a season. Yeah, it was over two seasons, and I think one yeah. of them was a non-league game. So I think it was only three because he has beat Celtic once. Uh, right. His record against his record against Celtic itself is one win, one draw, four losses. Mm. Right. Okay. So so half of his losses at Rangers were Celtic. Yeah. It funnily enough, his record against Sunderland under twenty ones 
is three wins and two losses. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, he'd be, uh, we'll wait and see tomorrow. I, I think he did say in his press comments that he's not going to change too much, just put his arm kind of spin and tweak some things. So, yeah. at this time of year, you don't want to be ripping up the foundations, do you? You just sort of go, I'll do this. And then you, you sort of, a bit like Johnson did when he came in, he was just sort of trying to give them a bit more license to sort of. I know it was bullshit what he was saying, but getting the box pomo and all that that he was getting it for, and just sort of like, you know, you're you you can score by this position, you score by this, and then as it got later on in the season when we had that terrible run of one win in eleven, that's where the wheels started to come off. Whereas yeah. when he started, I think he just sort of went, I'm just going to sort of build on what they they have. But I mean, Rob Edwards did that at Luton, got on promoted. Um, who else did it? Steve Cooper. Uh, uh, Nottingham Forest uh, last se- two seasons ago came in in October took him up Michael Carrick nearly did it last season with Borough mm-hmm. yep. just sort of you know it can happen um, it'd be interesting if we if he does work out like Mike says I think it's going to be his sort of this is it now if you get sacked people think you already ran away from QPR where it was going alright and you were making a name for yourself to go to a job that was too much for you to go to a job that could be too much for you I mean, the, the mm-hmm. Rangers thing, oh, I think he, the, the Rangers fans slating for his signings, signing like, I think Mike, you were saying, I think he signed a lot of older players where here, he's not going to have the option. He's, he's, he's head coach, he's coming to coach, he's not going to be dealing with signing. so that might well, work. Well, signings they've made, let's have a look. Do you, think, uh, do you think Beal will have any input into the transfer window? Well, I think, think that's all predefined. I, I know we'd say Mowbray didn't, but obviously he had a bit because Dak came in. Well, Dak came, right? I think I think he said something to Dia that he's he's there might be room to spend money in January, but he doesn't want to just he doesn't need to spend a great deal because what he's already seen, he's got the tools to work with, just needs to tweak the little things. Obviously, we need a striker or can he get the striker score on goals? They, they won't get a striker. We've got four of them. Like they're Apparently, not gonna get a striker. The latest rumour is two different strikers. Um, one from- both, both, both young um, at the moment. And a Japanese one, yeah, who's scored 17 times in 41 appearances. So it's not a great record for a striker. Yeah, but um, the, what he does need to get is an experienced goalkeeper. I think we we touched on that on Thursday. Uh, I've literally never heard of any of Rangers' signings that they've made there. A couple of youngsters from English teams. He took a player from QPR with him, Leon Balogun, a centre-back. And then the other ones are are from uh, MLS or or, uh, Europe. I've never heard of them, but a couple of them each. Wasn't Balogun something like 30-odd, like a 34, 35 or something when he he signed him? Let me have a look. Does it have his date of birth? No, just his contract, so I don't think he's that young. Uh, oh, he's 35. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and they only signed him in the summer. I thought he was a decent age. I thought he was. But... Yeah, a decent age. No, not if you speak, man. No, well, no, that's, that's the internet if you speak. So... I've got a new contract for you. You'll love it. It's called Retirement Home. <laughs> <laughs> one, that, one that's mentioned on an article I was reading was Scott Hogan. Um, from Birmingham, his uh, his, con- his contract's due up in the summer, um, so someone like that is a bit more experienced at this level. Close to thirty year old, isn't he? <coughs> he could find the net. This is the thing. I, I, like like Conrad says, I, I just really can't see us. 
they're not gonna. I don't think they'll go for a striker. I think they'll go for someone in the midfield, more of a sitting player, because Equa's not been the same since his dead leg, and we don't seem that. Well, Corey Evans, I don't know if he's alive or not. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> give Tony Mowbray a cake, and then Tony Mowbray's gone. Um, I don't know. It's just and Dan Neal's not a, a sitting player. Job's box to box, and um, it just doesn't seem to be a position that we're very. Tetia's back from injury. I just don't see him. It might be me. I just, I just don't see it based on the impact last season, where we were literally players for falling away, and we still went off. You go, no, see like, you yeah, see in a bit, and we could have recalled him as well for a month, and we still didn't. That's that says Jum- quite a lot. Jermaine Defoe, player coach, one last dance, <laughs> second, second last dance, <laughs> last dance. Honestly, I saw the other week when he was managing. I'd have him as a striker coach. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, I don't know. Those six games he played in League One made me go, "Oh Christ!" <laughs> Did he get fed? The, I'm getting out of the no, no, not written. He didn't get fed or do it himself. So, <laughs> yeah. I think both both axes had gone. I, but on a striker coach, might you know? Michael Proctor, is he, the, is he the right man to have as a striker coach based on his record? I don't, what he was from I don't know what it, this might be coming from when I was, uh, I was only about 13 at the time when we had Michael Proctor. And I remember just thinking, like, it was one of those things when you're a kid, you just think if they're not Phillips or Quinn, then they're utter shit. And <laughs> that's exactly what my thoughts were on Michael Proctor. Um, and all I ever remember him for is he scored two own goals against Charlton. Yeah. Like, and I know people have got, oh, he scored a winner against Liverpool. It's like, right, well, yeah, that's 2 1. 2 1 in goals, <laughs> then. Like, and then did he play for as much of the next season in the championship? I don't think he did. And because we still had like Kevin Kyle, Marcus Stewart, uh, Darren mm-hmm. Byfield was on loan at the time. And do you know if you if you Google Proctor, as soon as you finish typing Proctor, it suggests own goals at the end of it. <laughs> I, I remember that. It was a depressing game, but now when I look back on it, I seem to think the Sunderland fans made the best of it. So I think, obviously, it all went shocking in the first half, and I think they got like three goals in six minutes, and they were all own goals. And then I think we got a penalty like 85 minutes or something like that, and I think there was like a little mini pitch invasion and Mexican waves when we pulled one back. <laughs> and Again, this is 13-year-old. I don't remember if it did, but I just seem to remember thinking, God, we, we did all right in the end of that game, <laughs> apart from losing our minds at half-time by going, like, what the hell is this? Howard, what are you doing? Good old Howard, you and me. I know. Some boy. Was Howard he, he was a... Again, that was the first time I ever knew a managerial change between Phillips and and uh, Howard Wilkinson. I remember just being like, I don't even know who this guy is. And everyone said the same thing was, he's just there till it's, it's the second in command takes over Steve. Steve Cottrell. Steve Cottrell. That was, I was going to say Steve Clark, uh, but Steve Cottrell takes over. But Howard Wilkinson did that bad a job. They sat both <laughs> of them. <laughs> Which is just like, it can't even have been his fault, but it was like, it's that bad. I don't even think we could get away with putting you in charge here. Just, what, what, do you think of, what do you think of the uh, club like policy of like when they're hiring a head coach and they're not bringing their own staff with them and they're saying, this is your assistant manager. This, these are your coaches. Do you think that's right? Or well, do you think I'm, I'm, they should have more input? I've never known no like it. Everywhere, everywhere. Someone always brings someone with them, don't I, they? I always bring the, the like they've always got a trusty assistant, haven't they? Like, you know, 
Mowbray brought Venus in and all that sort of they've always got the well, um, and in pairs uh, McCarthy always had uh, what did he call him Taff but it was like Ian something or other yeah. Evans I want to say he had him uh, Keane had Tony someone he had Tony basically who was this who was this assistant through it all Sam Allardyce yeah. didn't bring Sammy Lee with him to us that was the one thing I seem to remember right. not seeing Sammy Lee um, but yeah you'd normally have something like apparently Will still wanted to bring most of his people I think someone like Beale, if he's willing to work with players that he's not even signing, I think he's willing to then take the chance of, well, these guys have been here a while and know them better than me. So if we all come in as the outsiders, they're going to be against us. Whereas if I work with the coaches who are here, I can understand the players a bit better, which is probably what he's thought yeah, going into it. Maybe well, gradual, maybe with gradual changes on top of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From what he was seeing in his press conference, he, he knows... Michael Dodds, and he did see it. He tried. He tried to take Dodds to one of the clubs where he was, whether that was Rangers or whether it was QPR. But he did see it. He tried to pinch Dodds off us a few years ago. So oh, that's good. That's good that they've got a history of a relationship, though. It's yeah. just a shame Michael Proctor's there. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be a kid. You know, you know what? This might be incredibly harsh, but. I, w- I want to ask for like one one word answer from each of you before I go into my point here. How would you sum up Sunderland's injuries over the time you've been a fan? Uh, diabolical. <clears throat> Mike? One word. Yeah. <laughs> um, unlucky. Okay. Ooh. So... When I was watching Sunderland Till I Die, and then you look around the bench now, or even when you look back on old videos, most of the medical staff seem to be the same. Yep. And it, I, it always screams to me as, that's, is that right? Like, I'm not saying that they're bad at all or anything like that, but you're sort of sitting there going, after a while, because I think the same, that we've always had injuries, and it's just always an issue. And it just seems to be there's never a thing of like, oh, we've got this guy in and he's really good on recoveries or really good on pushing people through or he's really good at this sort of thing. And yes, injuries can happen and it might make no difference on the staff, but just someone to be like, well, hang on, this he's got this type of injury, so we need to recover it a bit better this way or don't throw him straight back into the team. It just, just something always seems like if you keep the same medical staff and we've always had that My. consistent injury thing, you might be like, do we change it? Well, that's that just me. Things get you quickly get steel, didn't you? When if if you if if it's not working, you look at changing things, didn't you? Like you say, we we yeah. never play that. Uh, it's like this this girl I know at work said she's she's got really dodgy knees, and she's going to see some sort of specialist surgeon. She's like, oh, he's worked on footballers, he's done this, that, and the other. And I went, well, just check one of them's not Owen Hargreaves or something like that, because <laughs> if you, if it is, you don't bloody want them. Like, I just, just check which footballers. Have they had a long, a long and amazing career following that injury? Or is it Jack Wilshire? Just sack it off now. Yeah. We like we we like to sign people with glass ankles though, as well. So. Yeah, well, you used to. Used to them days are gone. Now we'll just sign people with nappies on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sirkin's got a Sirkin uh, and Elise have a lot of uh, injury uh-huh. issues, and I really excited. Like I really want to see a backline of Hume or Huggins. I don't mind which because I think they're both great. Uh, Ballard, Elise, and Sirkin. That's what I want across the back. Or even if we played three at the back of Hume, Ballard, and Elise, and then you had Sirkin and Huggins as your 
your wing backs sort of for an extra bit as well. Like that'd be nice. Yeah. Really want to see that at some point, but we never get it because no. one of them they're just always injured. I think Elise was back training the other week and I was like, oh, thank yeah. God. Like I didn't know if you if you watched when well, I watched the under twenty ones were playing during the week. Right. Bale was Did there. He play? And he played 45 minutes, but right. Pembellia played 45 minutes and he looks really, really good. So I saw that, someone else say that, that they were like, it was one of the best right-back performances yeah. they'd ever seen. And it was like... He looks really good. Like, right. But don't forget, Stan Varga looked unbelievable <laughs> in his debut game yeah. for us. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, very that, much coasted for the rest of it. That's got a hell of a competition for places now, right-back, if that's the case. Yeah. At least Huggins and Hume can both play left back, though. That's that's what's yeah. quite good with them, and and it's not like a. I feel like it's a forced left back either. I feel quite comfortable if we put one out there and, and sort of. I do. hope I hope Beale sat there with a the team sheet going. Is O'Nine a centre back? Should he? Be, should he? He doesn't look like a centre back. Should he be there? I think Seal's been really good in the last few games yeah. when he's played. Like he, he had a bit of a slow start, but I think he's been really good. I wouldn't say I'd play him and Ballard together because of yeah. the potentially the speed of them. But I think he would be he'd be my choice. Of, of, my only with thing with my only thing with Seals is he looked nervous. But that could have been obviously match time. Oh, so as, in, as, yeah. as he's as he's grown into it, he looks a lot better. But the first few games he, he played some time on, I was like, ooh, he doesn't look confident on the ball yeah. at all. I think he looks but, better than than Trian, Triantis. I, I mean, against yeah. Leeds in that back five, I thought he looked really, really good. He's probably one of our best players. I thought against Leeds when he played with him. Mm. Oh, he put a shift in back and oh. forth. Oh, well, I then again, Harry Maguire looks better in a back five than he does in a back uh, back four. Right. You've got more cover and there's more places to hide in that type of system. Harry like, Maguire. What is it that, um, when Parky played with a back three for us and when we had that little spell, and Ozturk, Willis and whoever else the other one was, Flanagan, I think, they looked unreal. Yeah. Like for for games when we were playing as a back five with Denver Hume on one side and I can't remember the right back on the other, probably Gucci or nine looked mm. unreal uh, for those eleven games. <laughs> yeah, that's all he had for us, Parky. Eleven games, and then he then because we were forced to play two more games because of COVID, we didn't go up in the playoffs. Yep, mm. good old Wigan. Yeah, cheat. Well, I, say so. I don't want to play any more games <laughs> unless it's those playoff games. I'll play them. <laughs> I'm not rattled by it, everyone. It was no, just it's recent mem it's recent harsh memories of for God's sake. It's the it's the best our defense has looked in a long time, being yes. actually on the pitch and depth. The, the the players we've got, I know we've got injuries with Elise and stuff, but he's coming back. But the depth we've got there now, and we're seeing these players coming through, it's the best our defence has looked for a, quite a while. It I is would really love it if Sirkin could make himself fit just for the Newcastle game as well. Yeah, I think him and Jack Clark on that right-hand side would have a field day against Kieran Trippier at the moment. Just, if he's playing. Just doubling up on him all the time. And, yeah, if he's playing. But then again, I think T, uh, Tino Livermento's got an injury. They don't trust Lewis Hall at the moment either. So it's... <laughs> Let's hope he's playing if it goes to penalties. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we have to yeah. replay and then penalties, isn't it? Did, the you, did you see that? I mean, that wasn't a slight miss. That was just absolutely... I haven't if seen his him, penalty. I've seen the uh, head assist much, to Mudrick. 
<laughs> you shouldn't be paying any footballer that much money if they cannot hit a barn door from that. Did you see the um, foreign commentary for Onana's penalty for Everton? No. What did he do? He went, oh, I'm going to have to try and find it, but I don't want to sort of blare it down the headset. But it was like he sort of went, oh, na, na, na. He passed it straight to the goalie and he just went, oh, no, no, no. It was Love really it. quite fun. Love it. Love it. Well, uh, well, tomorrow, do you think we're going to get a win tomorrow? Oh, yeah, there's a game tomorrow. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, who is it? Coventry. Uh, it was nil-nil earlier on in the season. I've not beat them since 2007, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. 2007. Oh, what was this? Nil, nil, was Chris Chris Brown one nil at our place. Mm. No, that was two thousand five. Mm. So two thousand seven, because we would have got promoted. Sorry, I'm good with my history on this one. So we'd have got promoted, got battered with fifteen points. We'd have come down, and we'd have had Roy Keane. Now Roy Keane, I don't think he played Coventry. Let's have a look. Did he? No, we lost to Coventry on the opening day with Now Quinn. We lost two two one. Murphy scored. And then they scored two. And then Coventry at home under Roy Keane. The last time, actually. Oh, I don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, I can think I can get it. Well, tell me what I month it was in. One. Carlos actually, Edwards scored 2 0. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But on here. It is. I'm telling you, it is. The last time <laughs> we've got Silver score on. And the last time it's the last time we beat them here on here was the year 2000. And that nah. was that was Emerson Tom scored the goal in the Premier League. No, it was it, we've beaten them in 2007. I think it's two 0 Sunderland. Um, I think I don't know who scored the first one, but I think it was one of the first ones of Carlos Edwards' screamers before he did it against Birmingham, before he did it against um, Burnley and and people like that. So I'm just having a look now. Anyway, welcome, welcome to extra time where you get to see the tops of all of our heads while we Google things on our phones. Yeah, pretty much. Podcast. Good job with the podcast. While they're Googling Two. things on their own, has anyone ever had a takeaway delivered in a shoebox with dirt written on it? That's what I've just had. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm just letting you know. I've just looked it up. It was 2-0 Sunderland, so I was right. Carlos Edwards did score the second goal. Dwight York scored the first goal for Dwight us. Dwight York, oh, nice. It was a Trinidad and Tobago duo that day. Was I? I remember the. So five that's the last two. time we beaten them. So those two players are now both retired, and Roy Keane doesn't manage anybody anymore. So yes, to be fair, Dwight York should have retired before we started him. <sighs> Dwight York was an amazing defensive midfielder for us. Slander. <laughs> when we get to my centre mid picks, you best see. <laughs> love it, love it. So, so tomorrow's an, is a right off them, <laughs> or is it is a chance for Bale for the right uh, name? So. I think I think we're playing well. I think Bristol City was a bit of a write off. Um, just I think it was one of those that Dodds went as far as he went, and I think it was just bad day at the office for us. I think we'll win one nil. Just we'll eke it out, and it'll be like okay, he's off the mark, and then we'll see where we see where we go going forward. Nice one. Mike, I think you predicted what did you predict last night? 2 0. And both no. goals will be scored by strikers that haven't scored yet. Elias Sims and Elias Sims. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he play with a striker tomorrow? I, I don't think he will. Really, no. <laughs> if he doesn't, then it's basically just announcing that Speakman's picking the team. Well, that's, that's what we said last night. If that's the case, then when our Speakman is, if, if, if I think, playing, when our Speakman's picking the team, the only way he won't play without a striker. 
is if Job's in that position. That's the only yeah. way I think he'll play without a striker. Technically, I'd make more more. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play it more. I'd got it more. Mm. Oh, yeah. But that under twenty one game during the week, Rosian obviously got it. Got the he scored. I think it's his first goal. He looked good. But Emilia, I thought looked decent. And Ali was holding the ball up well and looked a lot more interested. Now I didn't know if that's just because Bale was there watching him, but he looked half decent. Looked like he gave a shit. For me, it's more so if the fact these training videos is all about delivering and strikers finishing, then surely he's got to put that into practice sooner rather than later mm. and give yeah, them the game time. That must be good. I mean, obviously, he must have done his homework and he realises that scoring goals from the striker is, is the issue. So that's what he's worked on this week. The rest, the rest of the side isn't really an issue. So, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll have to wait and say, but anyway, I'm gonna go. I've gone for the third one. Um, yeah, I think, right? yeah, I think we'll all be one of us will be right. Well, just, to, just to win, I'll do it to get him off. I think if he gets, yeah, it, just that's what I'm like. Just, just win the game, we'll be all right. It does look dirty. <laughs> <laughs> At this yeah, time, two, two, it's because I've been Christmas shopping all through tea time. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so yeah, 2 0, definitely 2 0. Gonna win. Gonna break all these ducks against weird teams right. like this. The win's a win. That's all, that's all we're here for. I think he's on a height and Just like weird teams like this, like Coventry's, <laughs> just, just some unknown weird team. Just like, just weird. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? The records we have against like certain teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Port Vale. No, no. <laughs> you know, not Torquay. Coventry, Coventry Stanley, weird. Yeah, Coventry, <laughs> you're weird. Just weird Coventry. Yeah. Right, so tomorrow will be Sunderland 2, weird Coventry 1. That's what I like. The weirdos of Coventry. Weirdo. I, I say 2-0, but I've put a bet on for over two and a half goals for Sunderland. So I, I, I thought 3-0 at I think some that's point. that's what we call hedging. <laughs> I think that's what you call stupid. No, it's not hedging. Yeah. <laughs> Philly Mind would say 3-1 if he was here, because he says 3-1 to everything. Yeah. My defence, it was a free bet. So oh, that's what we should probably start doing. Actually, right, little, little last-minute segment for our um, show. Philly obviously says three-one to everything. Let's actually keep track on who does better on this. And if Philly's automatic three-one starts to beat us every time, we know we're doing something wrong. We'll just pop up a picture of him going three-one and going. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sort of see what happens. Yeah, right. So Mike went for two-nil. What was yours, Conrad? I said uh, the winning scoreline. After 1-0. <laughs> and I went for 2-1. Time will tell. Right. And Philly said 3-1. Philly said 3-1. Yeah. I'm all for keeping scores on these predictions, though. I really want to. I want to do it yeah, just at the end yeah. of the season to see someone like Terry have, like, 100 points and, like, Jacob be on one. Just make me laugh, <laughs> but still keep the faith. Yeah, yeah keep the faith every week. But... <laughs> right on that note, we're so lucky they don't listen to the show that we do, and they just think we're being daft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So this last one before Christmas, we'll uh, we'll back up and. Uh, oh yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. Everybody, and uh, we'll see you after the New Year. Some point, yeah. At some point. <laughs> Yeah, some point in time. <laughs> bye bye.